0: Notice it's the back row talk show hey what's going on everybody it's bart coming at you yet again with another episode of the back row talk show and this one's going to be a solo effort i uh don't have a co-host for this one on that subject if you are a tool fan a fan of the band tool i am going to be doing a three months later tool uh review of fear inoculum just want to get on record my thoughts about the album well after it has been released so it's been just a little over three months and i just want to talk about how i feel now as opposed to how i felt then so if you're a massive tool fan get at me on twitter at back Row talk show and let's discuss the time and get something set up Preferably would like for you to have a microphone. Do want the quality of the audio to be at least decent. So that is going to be a requirement. But until then, it has been a while, roughly five, six weeks since I've put out an episode. Holidays are busy and crazy. That being said, I do want to focus a little bit more on this podcast. And I do want to release uh, episodes more frequently But I also would like to bring episodes that have interesting guests with interesting topics so if you want to be a guest on the show if you have something interesting that you need to say come on the talk show let's talk about it and let's make something magical happen uh, on the podcast format it's a great great thing about podcasts you can talk about anything that's important to you or anything that's not important to you for that matter so I just wanted to release an episode today to talk about a couple things that I had viewed over the weekend, just a little mini review, so to speak, because one of the movies that I got the pleasure of watching this weekend is sure to be a hot topic all holiday season long, and that is Frozen 2. Let me uh, preface this by saying I actually really enjoy animated movies, Pixar movies especially, But, animated movies, there's something about them, no matter how old I get, they just bring a little bit of joy to me. Uh, And I think they bring a lot of joy to other people as well. So I was really looking forward to Frozen 2 before I watched the trailer. Now here's something, I don't know if it was intentional by Disney or not, but the trailer sucked ass. The trailer was a hot, steamy pile of ball sweat garbage. It was awful. I saw the trailer and I instantly thought this is going to be a shit sequel, a shit sequel. It's going to be the equivalent of home alone three. It's going to be the equivalent of die hard two. It's going to be a trash ass sequel. I was wrong. I was so wrong. I actually got to take both of my kids and my wife. We all went and watched frozen two. my expectations were low. And if you know uh, anything about movies, usually if you go in with low expectations and it's decent, you're happy. If you go in based off of all the hype of all the people that have told you, you need to you need to go watch this movie, you need to go watch this movie, <clears throat> then your expectations are too high and it's possible that you may not enjoy the movie. Now, that being said, my expectations were very low. Like I said, the trailer just did not interest me at all. I was like, where are they taking this movie? What direction are they taking it in? And I liked Frozen 1. I didn't love it. I thought it was a very good Pixar movie and I understood why people loved it. Totally understood it. The second one blew me away as far as an animated movie goes. The visuals were absolutely stunning. The story was fantastic. The script was amazing. The voice acting was on point. Uh, For those of you that that don't know, which I didn't know until we started watching Frozen a little bit again before this one came out, because my kids are back into it. But me and my wife, we watched Mindhunter on Netflix, creepy ass show about how uh, the behavioral science unit at the Pentagon or whatever, FBI, how it came about. And Agent Holden on that show is who plays Kristoff. So once I learned that Someone I really enjoyed in a TV show was on was was the voice actor in Frozen and Frozen 2. It gave a little added substance uh, for me a little bit. So basically, I, I don't want to ruin any of the movie for you, but ter- skip ahead 30 seconds. I'm going to say this real quick if you haven't seen it, but Kristoff plays a backseat to Anna, obviously, as the hero this movie is very much about female empowerment and the love of sisters and just just like the first one but this one takes it a that next step it it goes up another step and shows both of these girls being absolute badasses especially Anna and I just the message is something that we we need in 2019 going into 2020 we need more messages like this just just so our kids can see that Anyone can be anything, anyone can be brave, anyone can be tough, anyone can be an absolute badass. It's not about physical strength all the time, it's there's a lot more that goes into being an amazingly tough individual with a lot of resolve and a lot of heart and it's not all about strength. And it The movie just hit on so many points it is so much deeper than most animated movies which Pixar pulls that off pretty well anyways. But it's very deep, very detailed, and there's so many moments that your jaw drops just like, wow, this, this is very, very well done. And le- again, let me say the visuals. The visuals are the most beautiful thing I've possibly ever seen on film. They, I, I was speechless after seeing the visuals in this movie. Multiple points. The water horse which isn't really ruining a lot. And I won't give it away, but a moment where Elsa is in sort of an ice cave and what happens in that that cave is just absolutely gorgeous. So even if you're not a fan of animated movies, even if you didn't like Frozen 1, this is kind of worth seeing just to see how far technology has came and how Pixar is continually raising the bar On what their animated movies look like. It is absolutely stunning. Stunning, stunning, stunning. And everything was on point. There really was nothing that I didn't like about this movie. I thought it was excellent from start to finish. And to me, it's the best Pixar movie ever created instantly. It was that good. So blew the first one away in my opinion. So if you haven't seen it or if you were wondering about my opinion, I thought it was great. I think you should go see it. No matter what you enjoy on the big screen, I think it's worth watching. Now, the reason for the title being so fucking weird is the next night I followed that up by watching the Netflix movie about Ted Bundy. I, Honest to God, I can't even remember what it's called. I guess I should look it up as I'm talking about it. But my wife is really big into murder. She loves the My Favorite Murder podcast. She's addicted to that. She loves investigative discovery. She likes all of that stuff. Me, I'm not so big into that because I hate hate knowing that the world is so vile and awful, and I kind of just want to pretend things like that can't happen. That's a little naive of me, but that's just my personality. I'm, I don't really care for dark content that is the truth fake dark content i can handle but extremely wicked shockingly evil and vile is the movie it is starring zach efron it has jim parsons from the big bang theory james hetfield of metallica is in this movie um john malkovich is in this movie there's others that i'm gonna miss but it is so so good uh if you're into that kind of thing i don't know a lot about ted bundy I don't research these things like my wife does, but it was extremely interesting. It was extremely interesting to see the viewpoint from his longtime girlfriend of the movie. I guess the movie was based off of her memoirs, but Zac Efron did an absolutely amazing job because I did watch some Ted Bundy uh, clips on YouTube and, and some other things out there to kind of gather what this guy was like. And he was, I, I hate to give credit and I'm do- not trying to compliment him, but as a personality con artist, he's a, he, the guy is extremely impressive. He played the part of the innocent guy to a T, even though he had done all of these horrible things. All the acting in this movie was fantastic. Zac Efron is probably one of the most underrated actors In Hollywood right now, the guy can play just about any role and he can do it well, but unfortunately we all see him as the high school musical kid. That changed for me a lot over the past couple years in some of his movies, but this one cemented his place to me as a big-time Hollywood actor. So this movie, what I liked about it, it didn't show anything graphic. There wasn't anything extremely disturbing visually. It was all just very creepy as far as the dialogue went. It was, it kind of like a creepy Tarantino movie where the dialogue is what made the whole thing work. We didn't get to see what he did to most of the women. And I didn't want to, this was about who Ted Bundy was outside of his murdering life. This was about Ted Bundy, the person, not Ted Bundy, the serial killer, but they put enough of the serial killer in there that you could kind of piece both sides of him together and figure out what this extremely complex guy was all about. So, yeah, I I I watched Frozen 2 and then Ted Bundy. So, Elsa, Anna, meet Ted Bundy. If he likes you a lot, uh, he probably won't kill you. But if he wants to know you as a stranger, he's probably going to hacksaw your head off. So, either freeze him or use that Anna badassery and punch this mofo in the face, or else some bad shit's about to happen. So both movies highly recommend. Just wanted to talk a little bit about my weekend and what I spent my time doing. Again, a tool episode, a review of three months later of Fear Inoculum, that's going to come out really soon. I'm just looking for the right person to do that with me, and I've got a few more things on deck uh, really good in-depth episodes that are going to be coming out. Uh, thanks to everyone who messaged me and, and got a little bit of something out of the family uh, disconnect episode with Tabby from your new best friends podcast. What I wanted to accomplish in that podcast was to kind of shed light on the fact that a lot of people out there have living family that are basically either dead to them or disconnected. That sounds a little harsh, but that that's just how it is. And uh I, I got some really good feedback from that episode. Thanks again to Tabby for that. And that's what we're gonna try to do. We're gonna try to talk about some real shit, some funny shit, some artistic shit, just a little bit of everything. I would love to have you on again, Twitter at Backrow Talk Show, or you can hit me up personally on my email, bark at backrowfantasyshow.com. Let's get together make an episode. There's no qualifications. I just want to meet people out there with interests and things to talk about and put it on this format. Thanks for listening. Go out and see both of those movies, although you can stay in for the Netflix one and you can chill right afterwards. But I highly recommend both of them. If you're looking for something to do on these rainy, dreary days, if you live in Ohio like me, watch some movies, go to the theater, have a good time. Thanks again, Back Row Talk Show. Bark is out of here. Hit me up. I would love to talk to you on the show.